0: Welcome to today's family experience helping families connect in a world that's pulling families apart My name is chuck higley and I lead the team here at project patch home of the family experience the youth ranch and a bunch of seminars and resources All about helping you as a parent and mentor succeed Um, You know, it it hits me over and over that this is a generation of relationships Um, That's the key you know, as far as there's so many technical devices out there. I mean, as I speak right now, I'm talking to the mic that gets all over the Internet. Um, computers surround us. Um, but it's relationships that matter, our ability to connect with the people around us, with our kids. Um, and our kids really need us as parents to step into that into that realm. And so really encouraging around that. And that's really what this podcast is about. Even though we're talking about um, pornography, um, what we really are is is the antidote is powerful relationships. Um, so this is going to feature the second part of, of my interview with Matt Um, If you didn't get to hear that first part, you know feel free to listen to this and then go back to that first part because there's um, some really good inspiration and information in that. And so just to, to find that, you find it at todaysfamilyexperience.com and then just search for the um, Raising Porn-Free Kids Part 1. You know, this part of the interview really focuses on tactics, things that we can do as parents to decrease the likeliness of our kids being caught up in pornography. You know, at the end of the day, it is their choice, but how do we really come alongside them to make it possible for them to to be more successful and to really avoid the trap that's there? And so we also explore some resources for parents because the the reality is, is that there's parents um, that also struggle with pornography. And, and what I want to tell parents out there is that um, – there is help, you know, there's help as you work for your kids. And if you're struggling, there's help for you too. And so Matt shoots is, is really a key person for helping you with, with both of those things. And so encourage you to enjoy this. If you have questions on it, you can always email me Chuck at projectpatch.org and would love to talk and keep the conversation going. So all these resources, there's going to be a bunch that are mentioned today, things that you can look into, um, for adding to your home. All those resources are in our show notes. And so just go to todaysfamilyexperience.com and under show notes for raising porn-free kids, and you'll see lots of links for that. Hey, encourage you to to enjoy this podcast. And, and um, if, once again, if you have any questions, we'd love to continue to be a resource for you. So here's the part two of that interview. Now, there are parents out there, and um, they're... I wouldn't say that they're happy that their kids are, are using pornography or masturbation, but they don't see it as, as, as a big deal. They're they're relieved that um, at least they're not out there doing worse things.
1: Right. Well, and I think that's where, I mean, your point just about the Playboys, I think the days of catching your son with a Playboy and kind of going, oh, boys will be boys, that doesn't really work with today's porn. I mean, today's porn is increasingly more hardcore it has a lot of unrealistic uh images of sex and there is violence um aggression fetishes i mean there's much more and 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 it's not regulated you know um when as i said the friction you know it used to be you could get a playboy at maybe a 7-eleven but even at 711 they would only carry a certain type of pornography a very very um, kind of mainstream pornography mm-hmm. if you wanted really dark pornography you'd have to go to sex shops and things like that well now there's you can get anything you want with google you know and and so there isn't that friction like i said even to the types of pornography that you look at so mm-hmm. i'd if i had a parent in front of me who just was kind of looking the other way. I'd say, well, what exactly is your kid looking at? Mm
0: -hmm. What
1: are what are they what what are they consuming? Um because I think that could be that could be eye-opening. And uh and I think, you know, it's it has been proven that, you know, there are effects on children and young teens that are similar to sexual abuse with certain types of being exposed to certain types of images. Um, that the mind isn't ready to take some of these powerful images in this adult sexuality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most kids are exposed between eight and 12. Uh, And I think when I was seven, you know, I I wasn't ready for that picture of that woman. I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think that that kind of thinking is kind of short sighted and a little in denial that, that I think, Pornography is dangerous in the hands of children, and I don't. I don't think that our culture is really doing a good job of getting that message out. I, um, I think it either comes off as like people are resistant to that message because it sounds like morality. But mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, there's other things. You know, it's like if you um. You ever seen someone try to give a diet coke to a to a kid? No, you know, there'll be a whole. Well, I live. Okay, well, I live. Um, I live in, let's say, a, a pretty liberal kind of area. Of, it's yeah. fun. It's um, right next to a town called Evanston in Chicago, and and so there's these kind of yuppie moms, mm-hmm. right? And if they saw a child going for a, you know, a, a sip of a diet coke, you know, with yeah. aspartame, yeah. In it, they would freak out. <laughs> like they would, you know, call yeah. the child child welfare. <laughs> but somehow, when we talk about you know, boundaries with pornography, it's like, oh, well that's more that's a morality mm-hmm. thing. Or that's, you know, like like that's a personal decision. That kind of you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas they wouldn't let their kid have a Diet Coke because they're worried about the effect of of aspartame on a young child, you yeah. know, but yet so I, I think that there's a little bit of a disconnect between the mind and the body with with pornography. It's somehow you know, we're very health conscious. We're very concerned about kids, and you know, I mean, the kids with allergies and things like that. We're, were very overprotective, almost.
0: That it's a it's a, in a sense that that parents would speak up are prudish, rather yeah, than right. and and to me, the, at least my recognition for me as a dad is that is that I've found it to be the complete opposite. I want my and I and I've got three three kids: a son and, and two daughters. I want my kids as they grow. At the right age, appropriate to understand that that sex is awesome, you know, yeah. sex is fantastic, and the intimacy that can come from from a that relationship is something that that completely known and completely loved, and vulnerability and all those beautiful things. And it's physical, and it's it's awesome, but it can be robbed away. It can be made shallow. It can become performance. It can become a self conscious. It can become it can be tainted. And, and I think pornography is one of those things that can rob.
1: I, I think, yeah, that's a really simple way to explain it to even someone who would consider themselves liberal or very open-minded is that pornography, even if you detach all these negative things that we've been talking about, at its core, it, it prov- it's a diminished view of sexuality. Hmm. It's very flat. It's fake. Um, it, it's, it's fantasy. And sexuality at its best is intimate and connecting it with it takes us out of ourselves to connect with another and so even the liberal person has got to admit hey this is a diminished view of sexuality it it, it's a care um it's like a a character uh, not a characterization a um it's like a caricature yeah of 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 sexuality it's 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 not it's just a little image that sort of is like sexuality, but it's not like real sexuality.
0: It's not the real thing.
1: Well, I was thinking about parents and and maybe a couple of things that they could do with a child who's struggling with pornography. I was put myself back into my child state and tried to think what 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 could dad or mom have done? And the one most important thing that they could have done is talk to me about the struggle. I remember porn being talked about one time at a dinner table and we were talking about magazines that were at a. my dad used to uh, sell snap-on tools and he had a Harley dealership that he would deliver to and at the Harley dealership they had the magazines on the counter you know naked girls on bikes and things like that and so some for some reason these magazines came up at the dinner table and my mom basically said oh those magazines and she goes she turns to my dad and she goes, you'd never look at one of those, would you? And my dad kind of sheepishly was like, no, of course not. You know, but, but the message I got was to look at one of those magazines would be like the worst thing possible mm-hmm. that you could ever do. And I don't even know if my dad, you know, I, I think my dad might have even said, well, I'd be tempted maybe. And then my mom was even more shaming about that. Yeah, And, um, and so that was like my one experience with them talking about it. Um, but the message was, that,
0: the message was really clear to you that this is not a safe topic.
1: Exactly. And then, uh, years later, you know, probably six, seven years later, I, I went, I was with my mom and I went to, we, we were going to a mega church in, in Chicago and they had a big bookstore and I went down to the bookstore and I bought a book called Eros defiled, which is about it was a book in the eighties about sexuality and the fallen world and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I was 15 I bought the book and she saw the book. No, no conversation about it at all. Hmm. I assume she told my dad, but neither of them talked to me about it. So I was just thinking, man, if I had a 15 year old and they came home with a book on healthy sexuality or broken sexuality, I mean, wouldn't it be worth talking to them about it? And I don't want to bag on my parents, but they were avoiding, um, you know, awkward conversations yeah. or, or kind of starting to communicate with me about these issues. So they never talked about masturbation. I and mean, the only thing I ever learned about masturbation was from that book, "Eros Defiled. defiled, um, you know, and, and so they never talked to me about any of that stuff. And so, that was So the first thing I'd say is, like, talk to your kids. Uh, awkward conversations are better than no conversations. Mm-hmm. And you can make it age-appropriate. You can start talking about unsafe images, you know, for little kids and what's inappropriate, you know, what's appropriate forms of modesty. You know, we talk a lot about your body and what's private. But talk about images, you know. Images that are inappropriate, images that are not private. You can start to talk about these subjects in a healthy way with little kids. Yeah, And then when your kids get bigger, start talking about more, be more explicit. You know, I was reading some reviews of a book aimed at teenagers, Christian teenagers on Amazon. And these parents were giving it three stars and two stars and one star saying, you know, how dare they talk about this subject, this, this will cause teenage boys to do all this sexual activity (laughs) by reading this. And I'm like, no one reads a Stephen Arterburn book, you know, to learn ideas about looking at porn.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just ridiculous. I even put that as a I replied to one of these comments, I was so upset by it. Because I was just like, anyone who's reading this book wants help.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So the idea that somehow we're going to introduce people to porn or kids to porn, they're going to get introduced to it. Someone on one of my Facebook ads over Christmas bagged on me for my Facebook ad saying, what if my kids saw my timeline and saw this thing? And I'm thinking, well, better they see my ad about about being porn free than something else on your computer. So I think there's this weird idea that if we don't talk about it or keep it silent, somehow we'll protect our kids, but that's ridiculous. Um, so and another thing that would help is I definitely think having boundaries with devices, time limits, tracking, all those things need to be in a parent's arsenal. Uh, fil- filtering your network, every one of those tools should be employed. Um, so there's a couple, I mean, a couple of, there's a, a, a tracking program called Accountable to You. And the thing I like about this is it, it tracks activity, not just websites. Mm-hmm. So it'll track how long someone's on Instagram or Snapchat, those types of things. And it works on all different devices. It works on Android devices, iOS, Unix, all sorts of different platforms. And you can do a family account and track so I, I think that that should just be part of every parent's arsenal is that, Hey, everyone in the family has an account and
0: all activities monitor it. Two things that stood out when you said that everyone has an account, because yeah. I think there's times that we have this double standard. This is for you, but not for me. I, I at our seminars, I show a picture of families biking and the kids are wearing helmets that parents aren't, <laughs> you know,
1: that's a, that's a great point. You know, I was, I, Uh, you know, I don't have the password to our TV and for my own safety Mm -hmm. and my own recovery. And so my kids every once in a while are like, dad, why don't you know the password? Well, I don't, I don't have access because I don't want to watch something that's inappropriate. Then they don't, they haven't gotten to the point where they go, well, why that's (laughs) you're an adult. Um, but they know that I, there's boundaries for me. even, Mm -hmm. And, um, there's things I don't watch, and if I don't watch them, they're not going to watch them. Yeah. Um, so the idea that that some things are unsafe and off limits for everyone in our family is is a, a good thing to 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 keep in mind. So yeah, everyone has an account with accountability. The you know my iPhone has some parental pro- protection on it, and I can't even get to my own website on it now i'm sure there's a way that i could configure it but in some ways it's like well you know what i don't need to be if it you know if if some of my freedom is a little you know infringed by by making these choices it it's it just makes my device safer, and so when my kid picks this up this phone I'm holding the phone up like people can see it on the podcast. <laughs> he's people, holding the phone up my, right now folks <laughs> yeah, when my kid when my kids pick up my phone, you know because there are some parental controls uh, controls i don't have to worry as much that they're going to see something inappropriate because it blocks a lot of stuff, so oh. it's 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 perfectly fine to have boundaries with devices, and I think I think if you're in a family where that's the norm, I think that's. That's a great thing to do. You should have parental controls, controls on your TV, on your cable, your internet. It should just be part of the culture. Yeah, part of the.
0: Well, this, the second thing that really stood out to me is that if you've got a, a kid that says, I'm going to go to a friend's house to play, and when you check up on them or, or find out later their history, let's just say their history of where they went, and there's no record of them going there. That would yeah. be a problem for a parent in a physical world of, I'm going to Jimmy's house, but there's no record of them ever going to Jimmy's house. Jimmy's mom didn't yeah. see them. Jimmy never saw them. They went to some other place. And even if they erased their history, that would not be a trust building. There would be, be problems. So many parents I talked to, oh, there's no, you know, I checked their browser. There's nothing about pornography. Well, for the three hours they were doing homework, is there any record of that? You know, is yeah. there... <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't have the stat in front of me, but, you know, there was some crazy stat uh, that I read um, on CovenantEyes.com about 60 or 70% of teenagers um, clear their history or keep or use incognito mode or one of the modes that, you know, hides your history, you know, because they're doing things that they don't want their parents to find. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's why there needs to be tracking on devices and, and knowing that people are going to get, you know, knowing that kids are going to get isolated, they're going to get hooked on some types of things or try things. It's, that's why, you know, you're, that's why you're talking and that's why you're having boundaries and, you know, having your network protected. And yeah um, so, I mean, a couple other, you know, there's two other tools that I recommend. One is uh, open d n s which is a way to filter your whole network uh, it doesn 't work with all cable providers but it works with a lot of um, you know a lot of tool, a lot of things so what you 're doing is you 're creating a filter at your at your wi fi level and so basically everyone who comes to your house, whether kids come who are you know have ipads that or, you know, your friends, your friends of, of your kids come over. If they connect to your network, they're going to get live. Mm -hmm. They're going to get filtered internet. Um, And there's also a new tool that just came out. And I think Disney has some stake in this. It's called the circle router. And um, it does some tracking and has a filtered internet thing. And it just, it just mounts right into your system and creates a Wi-Fi network. Um, And it's 99 bucks. So like you could just, if, if you're not very technical, you could just get this thing for ninety nine bucks you just plug it into your router you turn off the the uh, password for the other um you know for your your fi now and then you just have give everyone access to this this router this uh circle router and and it tracks by family everyone has an account in the family and so it knows what devices are connecting to the internet and what sites they're going to mm-hmm
0: and all that though will help, but boundaries without that relationship, without that talking, right? Yeah. So talking boundaries, any anything else that that comes to mind as far as suggestions for families?
1: Well, the, I mentioned that book earlier: good picture, bad good pictures, bad pictures. Yeah, that's um, by uh, Kristen Jensen. That's good. She also has a blog called Porn Free. I'm sorry. Porn proof kids. Okay. And, and, um, that's a good one. And, and, you know, I, I, I like this, the good pictures, bad pictures. It's like the number one book on Amazon on this subject. And it's, it's a illustrated book that you can read to your kids. Yeah. And I, I, I don't remember what age is it, the recommendation is, but it, it gives them some strategies for dealing with pornography when they see pornography. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's a really helpful idea.
0: You know, one of the things that I laugh about um, that you'd appreciate, Matt, is that um, as a parent, there's nothing that's a one conversation teaching time. Right. You, you know, from brushing your teeth to not wiping your nose on the car leather seats to, you know, to using a tissue to flushing the potty. I mean, you name it. Everything is multiple conversations. And so when it comes to our kids' purity, the talk
1: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> makes no sense at all. And so some of these resources that can be used you know through through different ages of kids and and what i love what you're saying is that there's parents that are connecting with their little ones and there's connect parents that have kids out of the home that are still connecting it's it's not a short-term conversation as a parent you can have influence for for a long time so we'll definitely add those those resources to our to our show notes so the the other the other side of it is that there's parents that are concerned about about pornography and they are unsure of how to, how to respond to their kid's pornography or, you know, that whole area of their life because they themselves are, are haven't really been able to address their own addiction or their own or own history of, of pornography use. You as a dad having that history, you've been able to, to bridge that gap. What, what recommendation do you have for, for parents out there that might be struggling with pornography themselves?
1: Well, you need to start to discover some freedom in the area so that you can adequately parent your children and help them navigate. So if you have not been able to navigate it yourself, then you need need to ask for some help. And so, you know, that's a lot of what I work on on my podcast, Porn-Free Radio, is working with guys who want to quit looking at porn and kind of laying out the steps for them but I'd say that something's interesting has been happening is a number of my coaching clients and even people who email me regularly. One thing that's really motivating guys is parenting. Hmm. Because at the core of a hidden pornography addiction is this lack of confidence and this sort of um, feeling of being a hypocrite or being kind of um, what not the same on the inside as on the outside. And what happens is the more you parent, the more you're aware of what's on the inside that isn't right. Mm -hmm. And so I've had some older guys come who have adult children and they're like, I can't live with this addiction because I can't talk to my sons who are in their 20 somethings about, issues that they're having because I'm struggling. And so I've seen people with with adult children coming to me for help. And then I've also seen people with young children who are starting to worry about what happens when, you know, Johnny starts looking on my computer and clicking around. I mean, I'm so happy that I have gotten to where I've gotten because my kids pick up my phone all the time. They... They jump on the computer that I was just on. They, you know, open up the Chrome browser. They're, I mean, they're so quick. So if I were trying to hide and trying to keep my stash hidden from them, it would be, it would not be long before they would stumble across it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: So this idea that somehow you can hide it or keep it, keep it from, from your kids or kind of contain it. Um, I just think that that's, that's again, denial. So you need to do, you need to take some drastic action if you're a dad or, a, or even a mom who's who's struggling, um, because of, eventually your kids are going to pick up on it. Not to mention the lack of focus. And, you know, I, I, I worked with a client who was just telling me that he's just been a lot more present in the family than he was a few months ago when, you know, if he had ten minutes free, he'd head to his office, shut the door, and go on a little, you know, moral vacation You mm. know, or a immoral vacation. Maybe. <laughs> so, to me, that, that the power—and
0: I, I know there's, especially since we reach out to a, to a parents out there—that that people listening to this probably have some sort of history involved, um, or at least are, are worried about pornography, and in the past you know, you're looking at that seven-year-old you and there weren't the resources back then, you right. know, and even though the access was harder, there, there weren't the resources. Just simply the power now of, of finding resources, finding helpful communities that can help if you're struggling with this. And, and I, three that I want to mention from yours is, is your podcast. You do a weekly podcast. Um, I listen to it on my runs and um, sometimes I'll listen to it a couple times. It's, it's a fantastic, encouraging show. That, that I really think people should should get involved with. If they're just starting out with your podcast, how do you recommend, where, where should they get, they get started on that?
1: Well, if they're struggling with pornography, and that's who my podcast is for, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be a podcast where you're going to get a lot of stats and you know arguments uh, against pornography. It comes from the idea that people have self-identified that it's an issue and they want help getting rid of it. So if that's the case the 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 number one resource that gets downloaded the most is um I've I've done an annual podcast the last two years calling you know talk, talking about going porn free for the whole year. And so um I just launched one in December called Go Porn Free in, in 2016 and and it and I on my website there's a a video that you can get for that podcast and and get access to download the the worksheets and stuff. So that's one place to start it walks people through how to make a plan to go porn free
0: and really for people that want to go to the next step beyond that because i'm sure there's people out there this the program you do have porn free in 2016 is taking webinars is is creating some groups so that's a there's another level of of some paid content that people can do really that's that's getting them a part of a a hopeful community
1: yeah, I, I mean, I launched a course uh, right at the beginning of the year called Your Porn Free Playbook, and so that kind of takes people to the next level. It, it's a five day course that people go through, and and there's a Facebook community that's tied in with that, and that's one one way. And then I do coaching, and so some guys some guys want just the one on one kind of access. Um, either their their jobs, um, they don't have time to. You know, find someone in their area, or they don't have a, a men's group that works for them, and so a lot of times that's where coaching comes in. So, yeah, all three of those ideas are good. But if you need to start somewhere, I would start with the podcast and that free resource first, and then.
0: You know, Matt, I, I this has been an encouraging time, and I hope for the parents that have been listening that this isn't something that makes them feel feel bad. You know, because it's not something that we want you to feel bad. I, I guess. To me i've I've wanted Matt to be a, a part of this as a guest because his message is you know a year from now a week from now maybe even you can be in a place of feeling um much more connected yeah less alone and and that's why we have these these resources and and so matt i I know that a lot of times you don't get the feedback out there just because you're you're recording your voice and sending it out there but um I appreciate the work that you're doing. It's, it's been helpful for me personally, and I know it will bring a whole new level of freedom to, to parents and to kids.
1: Well, I think, you know, what's interesting, you mentioned that is, you know, a couple of the clients I've worked with and, and uh, a couple of the uh, just guys who I email with or who, listeners, you know, have just talked about how getting some freedom themselves has allowed them to speak into their children's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, I, I was talking to. Um, I'll give you an example. There's a pastor in town, and he, you know, this guy I look up to, and he, he was listen, he listened to the podcast, which I was a little surprised at. He was interested. Someone told him about it, and he wanted to see if it was a good resource. So he listened, and he listened to an episode I did on Father's Day last year or two years ago, and and um, he's like, "Man, I haven't talked to my sons about this." issue. Mm -hmm. And in maybe we talked when they were teenagers, but they were, his sons were all in their twenties and, and, um, in jobs and, you know, out of college and things like that. And he said, you know, I, I'm just going to give them a call and ask them how they're doing in this area. Like it inspired him to sort of talk to his kids. And I've had clients do the same thing. They would have never brought it up with their families because of their own internal struggle that they would feel like a hypocrite, but once they start working on stuff, well, then they feel like, Hey, I can help my son. I have a resource. I thought I have some ideas for accountability and tools to, to maybe show him if he's struggling. So it it opens them up to, to be more of a a better parent. um, If they're kind of dealing with stuff on their own. Yeah. Powerful. I'm Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's powerful just because to me, this is a generation that needs parents like no other um, and, and some of us that, that have seen the power of freedom. Um, this is, this is really encouraging. Um, so in closing, we just want to send people connect, um, you know, for the people that are, are feeling scared about Matt, is it, you know, Matt going to do something weird if I give him a call or if I subscribe to his podcast, is that going to out me? Um, I do want to let you know that, that it, whatever the next brave step for you is, I encourage you to take it. It's something that'll bring freedom and, and, and a level of joy that you never thought to your life. And it's going to be something that'll impact your, your kids for generations to come. So Matt, thank you for your time with me. I really
1: appreciate it. Well, thanks Chuck. Thanks for all you do. I hope that
0: interview was helpful for you as it's been for me. Um, each time I listen, I pick up something else from Matt. There's a, a world of wisdom there. You know, all the resources that we mentioned, Matt, has a bunch of them from um, open DNS to some, some different things that you can try with your kids. Um, all that's available at todaysfamilyexperience.com. You know, one other thing to add that wasn't in our discussion, but... Um, Project Patch is an affiliate with Covenant Eyes, um, which also has some good tracking and accountability software. So if you have um, any questions about that, we'd love to have, have you um, connect with us. Um, so if you want to find out about Covenant Eyes, just go to projectpatch.org forward slash covenant, and you'll find um, information about that. You know, it's not easy to change our families. We, we, it sounds easy, but it's, it's way harder to do than, than um, we'd imagine. You know, just having new conversations, asking kids about things, um starting some new rules around technology all that sounds easy, but to actually put it into place um, requires some bravery and it's 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 something that that even though parents know they want to do um I can tell from personal experience that that getting some of those things done can be harder said than done. you know at Project Patch, we know this um mm-hmm. we've known for years that that parents want to do the right thing, but it's it's hard to sometimes make those changes. And so we've got a, a fantastic weekend. It's really unique. It's a combination of learning as well as experiences, as well as discussions, and it's called the family experience. It's something that we offer several times a year at our family center in Goldendale, Washington. It's a getaway for the whole family. It's not a, a roughing it type trip, and it's also not a trip where we um, focus on all the things you're doing wrong. It's a weekend that we focus and help the whole family um, learn the things that are going to make them most successful. And really that, that key is to be able to talk about things to be able to talk about hard things, to not avoid conflict and uncertainty, but be able to step into that. Um, we do it in a, a real fun way with a bunch of activities and ropes course type things, and kids enjoy it, parents enjoying it, and so we'd love to to serve you in that way. And so if, um, a lot of people think it's just for, for families, you know, those families, <laughs> you know, the ones with, with problems, but what we want to say is every single family, it's hard. You know, and so are you going to be a family that that seeks resources, you know, put some time into it, or are you are going to be a family that just kind of hopes um, you'll get it figured out and, and bumbles along? You know, we'd love to be a part of your journey if, if you're wanting to get that help. Um, we've just released the schedule for 2016, and so starting in April, there's going to be weekends um, that you can sign up for, and we'd love to see you there. Learn more at thefamilyexperience.org. Um, could you do me a favor? If this information has been helpful for you, could you take a few minutes and review us on iTunes? Um, could you share this with people on your Facebook, on your social media? Um, you know, both of those ways are ways that we can get this into more people's hands because the reality is there's parents out there that think that maybe their family's the only one that's struggling or maybe their kids are struggling and they just don't know what to do. And so, you know, you've been part of the, the journey you can help. Maybe it'd be awkward to just tell a family, um, You know, your son's doing this or your daughter's got this problem, um, but what would it look like if you actually just um, shared this resource so they could discover it and discover that there's a whole community of people um, that are committed to raising kids um, that are porn-free? You know, that's it for today. You know, really enjoy having you with us, you know, realizing as you go out from this that you've got a lot of work to do, and um, we really want to help. So now go connect with your family. We can help at thefamilyexperience.org.